All right, let's roll another edition of the Tony D Podcast. Very original name. I now thought of it all by myself. Hope you're having a great week so far. we got the BC39 coming up from the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. I'll be out there on Thursday, Wednesday with the Stoops Pursuit and qualifying heat races. Um, always great action out from IMS. Now they've moved the bleachers a little bit, I believe. They're now towards the backside or what would be turn three of the Short track out there, so be ready for that. Um, I, it seems like parking in that North 40 is usually the best option to get in. Uh, we've got a lot to talk about IndyCar coming up this weekend at Gateway. We'll also discuss um, some other things that um, are going on in the IndyCar world as far as the rumor mill, as far as other things that maybe could happen. And uh, we'll also talk back a little bit about... Uh, the past weekend from the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. As always, the Tony D Podcast is brought to you by the UPS Store in Fishers off of Oleo Road. They have everything your small business needs when it comes to shipping or packing. At the UPS Store, you can have packages professionally packed by your local UPS Store certified packing expert. It is backed by their pack and ship guarantee. Check them out off Oleo Road, 317-578-0094. I wanted to wanted to say this too, so I guess this is just me going on a rant, kind of bitching here for the next minute or two. So, so uh, please bear with me um, on this. So, I was playing basketball the other night, late night. I used to get done about nine thirty, nine forty-five, and here am I saying that's a late night when that was like an early night for me ten years ago. Um, so I decided, all right, I'm hungry. I'm going to order some DoorDash. I'm going to have some Taco Bell. Uh, to eat because I'm hungry. You know, everybody's go-to is Taco Bell. Everybody's guilty pleasure. Um, it's probably what keeps toilet paper in business. Now, obviously, there's more than that. Anyway, so I ordered DoorDash Taco Bell and ordered it about 10, 15, 10, 30. Expected to get to my place at 10:54 to 11:04. Okay, no problem. Half hour, busy. I drove DoorDash. I've done it before. It was a nice little side hustle. I had fun doing it. Um, it was great. But so. Here's what I'm going to tell you. If you order DoorDash or if you're out DoorDashing, it's a customer service thing, right? It is, you know, you are working for tips. I tipped this person $4 even after a $4 delivery fee that DoorDash gets. You know, no big deal. You're out hustling on a Tuesday night. I can respect that for sure. But here's my thing. When you pull up to the Taco Bell and the drive through line is probably 8 to 10 deep, I get it. Shoot the shoot the customer a text. Hey, long line, um, nothing I can do. We'll keep you posted. All you have to do, right? Customer service, everybody's happy. You can't really see if the food is right because you can't open the bag because they seal it with a sticker. So I understand that. But you know what the person's getting. So I got the old chicken quesadilla, um, chicken chipotle melt, and or the wrap or whatever it is, and a cherry Coke, right, or cherry Pepsi. So when the drive-thru person hands you a Baja Blast, you should at least say, look, I've, I've looked this over. I know that they have a Cherry Pepsi. This is the Baja Blast. Switch it out. Like, it's pretty obvious, right? So if you're out doing that or you're out in a customer service, I know a lot of people are looking for jobs and such, but uh, I've been doing a lot of customer uh, service work at the Folding Warehouse. So just it's not even going above and beyond. It's just being polite and respectful. Speaking of Folding Warehouse, one-year anniversary coming up on Saturday night. Come check us out. See us. We'll have the IndyCar race on the big screen. Uh, we'll be having some fun. We'll have a foaling tournament. And uh, 
get your butts out here. Let's have some fun. Let's let's throw back some drinks, talk a little racing, throw some footballs, have a great time. Uh, we'll have prizes, food truck. It's going to be a great time. Looking forward to it. So make your plan Saturday night to join us at the Foling Warehouse. All right, let's talk a little IndyCar. St. Louis, Gateway, Saturday night, under the lights. Can't wait. Final oval of the season. I I know for sure we'll have Iowa back on the schedule next year. Hopefully it's a Saturday night race. Um, it seems like High V, Bobby Rahal is going to put some money into the efforts of bringing back the Iowa Speedway, which um, I love. I love the death. love going there. been there many times. Uh, but again, that race needs to be on a Saturday night. Um, I've always said this, and I don't know um, what it would be, what it would have to do to make this possible, but I would love to see Iowa have a doubleheader. And now listen to me for a second on this one. Have a doubleheader in the summer and run Thursday night a 250-lapper on a Thursday night. The Thursday night of the MLB All-Star break where you've got Home Run Derby on Monday. You've got the All-Star game on Tuesday. And then I believe the ESPYs are Wednesday night in a normal world. I know things have gotten messed up with COVID. but And then Thursday night is one of the only nights that um, there's no sports throughout pretty much the entire 365-day calendar. So maybe you make that one just like a, for lack of a better term, like a made-for-TV type scenario where you say, look, NBC, maybe we come on after you know the fourth episode of the week of America's Got Talent or whatever else they're going to be running in the summer, and maybe you throw that bad boy on there. Or it's another way to promote uh, USA Network, which I know people are going to say, oh, man, no, we want it to be on NBC, but... I get from NBC and NBC Sports standpoint of trying to push Peacock, trying to push the USA Network. So, um, but nonetheless, I mean that's probably a little bit far fetched. And then obviously would run a, maybe a three hundred miler or, or three hundred lapper on Saturday night, um, and then that's when you sell out the place and everybody's having a great time. Uh, but nonetheless, that's just me kind of speculating. Iowa definitely will be back on the schedule next year. Said that on the podcast oh three weeks ago or something along those lines. Before we get into the actual race uh, uh, Saturday night, let's talk a little bit more about the rumor mill. Um, Eric Smith from Raceline Review had mentioned this uh, to me. I had talked. I've talked to several people inside the paddock over the weekend. Some told me that they had heard of this. Others said that it was new news to them. Um, so there was a lot of, I guess, unrest, and there's obviously COVID cases still on the rise throughout the entire country. And with that being said, I, I think NASCAR mandated over the weekend at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway that masks be worn in any kind of close-type setting, any kind of indoor, you know, garages, NASCAR hauler-type things. I don't believe IndyCar had that. Um, I walked around the IndyCar paddock both Friday and Saturday without a mask. Hell, I walked around the NASCAR paddock without a mask on, but I did have one with me um, just in case. With that being said, there has been talk somewhere um, within IndyCar that there is a possibility that the race at Portland, due to the unrest, the uncertainty of everything that's going on out there, that the race in Portland could be canceled. 
The next domino to fall, and that would be the Long Beach Grand Prix will not be ran in California unless it can be at 100% capacity, and that's because it's a street course, and it obviously makes its money being the festival that it is with the fans, um, and there's really no reason to shut down the streets and lose money when you can't have fans, and that's a decision that is going to have to be made, um, I would say, relatively soon as, as far as travel arrangements for teams, travel arrangements um, for fans, shutting down that street to get the course ready. I mean, that takes several weeks in advance, and that's supposed to be September 26th. So that's about five weeks away from right now. Um, Portland coming up on September 12th. Now, with that being said, I was told things you know come to mind that if Portland and Long Beach are canceled, they would simply cancel um, going out to Laguna Seca as well. Uh, I'm assuming they would take the entire month of September off and that there was rumors that a doubleheader again could be ran at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Now, this is all still in talks. Nothing is official. Nothing is set in stone. Um, but it is definitely something that I think is starting to make its way around through different teams. Um, so with the flip side of that and coming back to the Indianapolis Motor Speedway for like what the ninth and 10th or 7th and 8th races on the road course in a matter of let's call it 450 days, IndyCar and the Indianapolis Motor Speedway would have to seriously look at a different configuration of the road course at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway, whether um, instead of taking the quick S's over that infamous curb from the weekend to head down Holman Boulevard, do you come more into the infield part of what would be kind of coming off oval turn four, if you know what I'm talking about, it's not used, um, but it was used in Formula One. Do you maybe let them come around um, instead of diving into the infield, which would be the infield of oval turn one, do you let them stay on oval turn one and have a sweeping right-hand turn? What could you do? Because, look, you know, for lack of sounding like I'm complaining about having another race in my backyard, I'm not. I, I will go no matter what. Uh, whenever there's an IndyCar on track, I try to be out there at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. But with that being said, um, you got to do something. You know, we've seen over and over just guys pull away. I mean, we even saw it in the Cup race. Really, Kyle Larson pulled away. Will Power dominated. Um, there has to be, and I hate to do NASCAR style and have like a competition caution, uh, but something would have to be done as far as just making the racing a little bit better. Whether it's like a random draft for your starting order, you know. All right, maybe we want to keep, well, you wouldn't have to keep costs down because you wouldn't be going for three races to California. Anyway, um, as much as I would love to see them go to Kentucky and add an oval this year or even to Iowa, I just don't think that they're going to throw that on the teams, um, which is unfortunate. But would love to see something just different if that is possible. Now, what are the chances that the Western Road Swing gets canceled and they run that doubleheader? Um, in my opinion, I'd say 25 to 30%, but nobody knows. COVID cases continue to go up. And the West Coast, um, my dad lives in Seattle, it is just different when it comes to things that maybe we would consider here in the Midwest or in the East. So um, we will see. Uh, keep your keep your head peeled on what could be going on and the changes that could happen to the IndyCar schedule over the next couple of, I would say, weeks, probably a week or two before we really know. Um, 
Maybe you could go to Mid-Ohio and have another race. Maybe you could go to, I don't know. I really don't know. I mean, hey, I I would suggest this. I mean, we know that the Nashville Oval can host a race. They host a NASCAR. Could they host IndyCar knowing that they had a pretty good crowd at the street course that we saw there two weeks ago? Um, that's obviously a stretch, but I think everything needs to be on the table if the Western Road Swing does indeed uh, get booted. And I hope it doesn't happen. I hope we see those final three races, but um, these are just things that I've learned and that I'm passing on to you. So I guess we'll see. All right, so more IndyCar rumor mill type stuff uh, coming off what could happen with the schedule. Um, I have been told that the 30 car for Ray Hall, Letterman, Lanigan Racing has been offered to Jack Harvey, um, which I think he will obviously accept. It's already been noted that he will be out of the 60 car. It looks like, uh, and, and from what I've heard, I think Racer had this at Pagano, is more than likely going to be out of the 22 which puts him over to Meyer Shank Racing in that third, or excuse me, that second car. So maybe it's number sixty, depending on what they do. Um, but it would be a second car to Elio. Now will that be full time? And then does maybe he say, you know, Shank says to Pagano, I'll let you run the IMSA side of things and four or five IndyCar races, kind of like Elio did this year. Um, that is still yet to be determined when it comes to the twenty-one car Renus VK. Um, looks like he will be staying with Ed Carpenter Racing. They obviously love him. He won at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Um, Roger Penske did have some interest, but it looks like for now it will be Renus VK staying. Uh, Sebastian Bourdais has mentioned that he wants to stay with Foyt. I think Foyt wants him to stay. Uh, most of his car is budgeted through Dalton Kellett, so depending on if Dalton Kellett will be back or not, that will determine whether or not there is full funding because um, I don't think Rocket pays as much as you might think. Um, there will be a third era McLaren car, it looks like, and top of their list right now is Roman Grosjean. So does Grosjean move over to Aero McLaren? Does he maybe talk with Andretti? Um, we'll see, but it looks like uh, he might be the top go-get for the third full-time Aero McLaren car. Uh, for the 2022 season. And where does that land Takuma Sato? So with Jack Harvey taking over the 30, um, maybe he goes back to – it's got to be a Honda, as we know. So maybe he goes back to Andretti, has some Andretti backing, and makes a return to Andretti Autosport in the 28. Maybe it's a, it's a part-time effort. Uh, that's still yet to be determined. Um, and we'll see. So that, that the, there's also the 45 car, the third car, four – Ray Hall, Letterman, Lanigan Racing. They like Ferrucci. Christian Lungard did a great job over the weekend. I think I, you could see him running a couple more races. Um, I've still heard that Spencer Piggott has been in talks with that car a little bit as well. Um, so all that to be determined here. So to recap, Harvey to the 30, it looks like. Maybe Roman Grosjean to the third era McLaren car. And uh, we may see that Western Road Swing um, go to the wayside. All right, this weekend, points battle. Uh, Pato Award. Second and third here last year at Gateway. Um, obviously, a little bit of a disappointing run last week at Indianapolis Motor Speedway after qualifying on the pole. But look at what Scott Dixon can do. Um, he's great at Gateway. Alex Pelot's only raced there once. I still think that this is Dixon's championship to win. Um, and does that fall on Pelot maybe losing? I mean, he had a great run going. About an eighth-place car on Saturday in the Grand Prix. Um, got it up to fourth and, and, and was what seemed to be content on that finish and uh, beating Scott Dixon in Pot of Award to the checkered flag and gaining max points, but obviously the engine blows. Now we'll have a six-spot grid penalty. That's going to hurt him tremendously 
at Gateway. So we saw we see a lot of strategy at Gateway. We saw Sato and Ed Carpenter get on their own strategy a couple years ago and finish 1-2. New Garden's been really good here. Dixon and Will Power have obviously been really good here as well. I think it's going to be a great race. Uh, back under the lights, unlike it was last year with a doubleheader last, I think it was end of August, still the same time, maybe it was September. Um, but looking forward to it. So that's what we know when it comes to the IndyCar rumor mill. We'll see what else comes to flourishing here over the next couple of weeks. Enjoy the BC39. I'll be out there on Thursday. Um, big shout out, as always, to Robin Miller, thinking of him. And thanks to Foling Warehouse. Thanks to Flooring is Forever. And thanks to the UPS Store for supporting the Tony D Podcast.